Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast. On this episode, we're covering another episode of The Bad Batch. My name is Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Yo. How you doing, Ed? I'm all right. How you doing? I am fantastic. And Noma. Hello there. How you doing? Yeah, pretty good. You sound a lot better today. Less tired, which is good. (laughs) Surviving. Very true. All right, Ed, can you let the listeners know what we're covering today for The Bad Batch? Yeah, today we are discussing episode seven of the Bad Batch, that is Battle Scars. So we're going to go over what happened, uh, our predictions for future episodes, and if we found any Easter eggs in this episode, how many did we find and what they were. Um, But if you find ones that we haven't mentioned, or if you have predictions that, you know what, just to you, they sound like they could, they're not even predictions, like you just know the future, get in contact with us, tell us what you know, and then... We'll try to keep that in mind when the next episode comes out, and Noma will tell you how to do that. Yes, I will. There is a whole bunch of ways you can get in contact with us. The easiest one is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. Tell them what you can find at thevoiceoftheforce.com. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can find all of our stuff on the website, so you you can find all of our podcasts, of course. You can also find all of our specials that we've done in the past, as well as merch if you're so interested in that. And, uh, you know, like we said when we introduced this part, uh, a bunch of very easy ways to contact us. If you've got any comments, queries, or just want to tell us things, or just yell in general. Noma likes uh, that. He likes yelling. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I can definitely relate to yelling. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, we've got our email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. We've also got social media on Twitter and Instagram. We are at voiceforcepod. Retweeting and reposts of our newest episodes does help with the growing listener base. Very much appreciated. And as always, you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us with five stars and a comment helps with visibility. And you can follow or subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Subscribe and follow and review, please. Thank you. Thank you, Noma. Of course. All right, let's get into this podcast. This is your spoiler warning. And if you have not watched episode seven of The Bad Badge, Battle Scars, go watch it now because we're going to get into the plot in detail. And we're going to be covering all the things that happened in the episode, what we saw, what we think might happen, and what Easter eggs we might have seen, as Ed has pointed out before. Let's go, boys. We begin this episode in media res. Very artistic, very fun. Uh, if you don't know what in media res is, like I just discovered my co-host don't. Uh, <laughs> in media res means that we start, we uh, open in the midst of the action. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, okay. So, yeah, so it starts in media res where Bad Batch in the Havoc Marauder are uh, trying to outrun a bunch of kind of unknown fighter patrol craft. We kind of get a little bit of a, you know, they catch us up on the way. They are transporting some sort of lizard creature that's kind of... Uh, playing havoc with wrecker and uh you know they're all trying to get away and echo manages to get the hyperdrive up in time so they manage to escape and uh, from there they return back to ord mantel to report into sid and we get to hear some stuff about kind of the money troubles that bad batch is having uh one of which one of which drove me up the wall which is the fact that we get confirmed 
that tech didn't make a copy of the data from the last episode. Yep. So that's really cool. They the they just failed the tactical droid mission, which is a thing. But anyway, Sid basically is explaining to them that, you know, they owe a lot of money to her, especially because as we learn, uh Wrecker and Omega have been going out and buying things and putting it on our tab. <laughs> but she basically says, Hey, you need to do a big important mission to get, you know, our debt squared away. And as that's kind of happening and the Bad Batch is kind of trying to figure out what to do and how to get this money back, uh, it turns out there's another clone in the bar and uh, he ends up having to run out some of the customers and we learn that the clone is Rex and we get a a nice, you know, uh, catch up with Rex for a little bit as, you know, Rex kind of meets Omega and talks with the Bad Batch and, you know, they, the Bad Batch tells Omega, you know, he's good. He's a good clone. We like him. Uh, and then Rex finds out that they all still have their inhibitor chips in. And he gets very, very concerned with that, enough that it almost comes to blows. And he basically says, you guys can't have these. It doesn't even matter if you're not following Order 66. You, you can't have these in you. We need to get them out right now as fast as possible. So from there, we kind of drop the, the money issues as the uh, you know the Bad Batch and Rex decide to... to uh, get the inhibitor chips out and by any means. And the easiest way they can think of is to go to Braca. And so they head to Braca, uh, which is also a callback, which I was very happy with when I realized uh, where, or, you know, where the callback was from, but they head to Braca and on the planet, uh, which is basically a junkyard planet. It's a slightly nicer looking Rax's prime. They head for a Venator. And as they're going, Rex basically describes that, you know, it, it's the same kind of area where he got his chip removed. And even though this Venator is like a, a fresh off the line Gen 1, so it's an ancient ship, it still should be able to help them out. So we get, a you know, them kind of venturing into the Venator and on the way, uh, Wrecker ends up fighting some sort of sea monster. It uh, It's not, they never really name it. It's not really that clear, but it, it kind of reminded me of the one that we see in Mandalorian Season 2, some sort of big giant squid thing. But, you know, they're able to to get away from it, thankfully, and get to the med bay. And while they're in the med bay, they decide that, well, they've talked about it as well on the way there, but Wrecker is going to be the first one to get his chip removed because it's very clear at this point that, you know, something's wrong with him. And wouldn't you know it, right before they put him into the med bay for the operation, his chip reactivates and he starts following the Order 66 protocols. So the Bad Batch have to fight him for a bit. And, uh, you know, Wrecker is actu actually dangerous for once. We'll go into that more in the opinion. I have very strong opinions on that. But it's uh, it's a long fight, and it kind of ends with Omega trying to reason with Wrecker, which, as we've kind of seen from Season 7 and stuff, doesn't really work. It did for a but second. Like half a second. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's it's the same thing as... It's the same kind of thing as when Ahsoka was trying to reason with Rex. Mm -hmm. And uh, speaking of him, right before Wrecker does something awful, Rex stuns him. And from there, they're able to get him into the med bay. And so... Uh, uh, tech scanner finally comes in in useful or comes is that the phrase comes, comes handy, in useful comes, in, comes handy. in handy there yeah. we go yeah it comes in handy because uh you know they they can't do the cheer at way ahsoka trick to find the chip so they have to use a scanner to locate where it is and then use that with them in conjunction with the med bay to get the chip out and yeah Rutgers fine now and they kind of they they kind of uh hint that everyone else is about to get it done as well so assumedly that'll wrap up well, the, they, they uh, had tech they had tech get his out and then um mm. I, yeah it was assumed that everybody else did 
yeah yeah like we don't know if echo needs to get his out but hopefully he does as well but yeah the episode kind of ends with i was a little bit disappointed with this because rex basically is just like hey you know uh there's other places out there that are fight, fighting the empire we could definitely use the bad batch's help and hunter's like eh, i don't know we got to figure stuff out and he goes yeah that's fine let me know when you have made up your mind and figure stuff out and then rex kind of literally disappears into the mist and uh yeah the episode kind of ends with the people on Braca, who we were vaguely introduced to earlier the scrapper guild uh have spotted uh the bad batch while well, hunter and rex talking and one of the scrappers tell the, tells the other one that intruders have been detected on the Jedi cruiser and to alert the Empire. Yay. So yeah, there is uh, there's a couple of kind of interesting Easter eggs and also you know hints that they're leading up to for the next episode. Uh, one of the ones that I, I mentioned while we were doing the plot is if Braca sounds familiar to you, like it did to uh, me and Ed when we were watching, uh, that is because Braca is the starter planet in Jedi Fallen Order, and uh, yeah, which is which makes a lot of sense because when you see Braca, it, it's you know it's disassembling all of the Republic's old war assets right yeah. so they can repurpose them into so. the star destroyers and mm -hmm. whatnot i thought that was pretty good that's a pretty good callback and i love how that's like the one callback and the the funny part is is that mm. this callback is from ea and you right. hate ea but you like the callback because it's you know it's it makes sense and it's there and it is within yeah, canon and, and it it does make sense yeah, and they didn't screw up Baraka in any way, right? Jed well, half the reason Jedi Fallen Order was so successful is because it had so little EA involvement, right? Yeah. Because they didn't think it was yeah. going to be a successful game because they're idiots. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, that part, the Baraka part's fun. Uh, you know, that was a nice callback. Stuff that wasn't so fun, there's two things that I've got for that. First is, tech is fucking worthless. <laughs> um, Thank you, but... Uh, you're fucking... He, he, you're telling me he wasn't able to make a copy of the tactical droid info? What? Why? How? Can I, can I, I make a point on this? Sure. I think Hunter ordered him not to. That makes no sense to me, though. The, the end of the episode, like, so, yeah. There's, there's some things that, like, don't line up, but knowing what we know now about what that information was used for, Mm -hmm. And it, it was going to a better purpose because that's what Hunter talked to um, uh, Rafa about, right? On the, mm. on the um, what do you call it? The platform or whatever on the ship. Um, and he said, like, what are you guys, like, what are you guys using it for? And she says, it's, you know, going to a good, it's going for a good cause to fight the Empire. And for, for Hunter, I believe that that made more sense to him to do that than to take it back to Sid. Because if you look at what's, what type of characters Sid deals with in the universe, it's not the most up and up, right? It's, yeah, you know, sure, the Hutt cartel missing, and all this stuff, right? You also so need money, right? That's it. That's it. So it might so have if, been a moral choice on Hunter's part to tell Tech, don't copy this. But he didn't, I don't think he knew that going into that conversation with Rafa. So he has either, I think he, they were either going to keep it or give it to Rafa, depending on what their use was going to be for. And that's the only I mean, reason why I think they didn't copy it, but if, they could have easily. 
if that's the case then hunter's an idiot yeah and it could that be. just that just doesn't make sense to me because... I, I don't well and yeah and that like it's just yes it's a good cause but you're also assuming that they're telling the truth yep you know these smugglers who were not on your side 10 minutes ago basically and you're telling me that someone as smart as tech who's supposed to be like afra level intelligence can't make a copy yeah, no, he definitely it. could. It he just, definitely could. I told you, man. I told you. Maybe, told maybe, you maybe he, he didn't have any more USB up. sticks to copy <laughs> to, guys. He has a data pad. <laughs> he has Echo. Are yeah. you kidding me? Just copy into Echo's brain. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's what that's what the Lobot thing is for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so man. No, I get it. It's a little frustrating. Be like, it's, it's so dumb. Yeah. I said it last episode. Like, oh, I wonder if he has it done. No, he's going to have it done and ready once the terrible shit has already gone down. Once mm-hmm. stuff has already gone down, it's just like, no, this could have been prevented or at least, you know, looked into. But the line he gives Rex pissed me off so bad. It's like, oh, so you guys saw your chips? Oh, yeah, well, we're abnormal, so you know it doesn't matter. But you saw, <laughs> you saw it happen to Crosshair. And I think yeah. one of them goes, oh, except Crosshair. And it's like, do you know how stupid you sound right now? Yeah. It's just, oh, it's. And uh, sorry, he does yeah, no, and then even before that, he's just like, oh, well, you know, if Echo's hurried up and finished the hyperdrive repair, it's just like, bitch. <laughs> oh. I mean, that that almost, I was willing to, to let that go, but I was that also confused me because I was like, what is he repairing with a scop link? Right. What? <laughs> and at what? the same time, it was just like, you know, before you was like, oh, yeah, no, those don't need repairs. They're, you know, they're, they're non-essential things. And then boom. Yeah. Like, oh, now it's essential. <laughs> almost hit you again. I was like, this, you got to learn how to shut up, man. Because he's... <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's, tech it's infuriates a me. Like, you think he's Fixer? I love Fixer at this point. Because mm. I, when I was playing through Republican, I was like, he, he was there. Like, you know, like, there was, I didn't have any pros or any cons to Fixer. Fixer was just the first dude in, and it was just like, you know what? We're boys. Don't worry mm. about it. Tech hasn't even had that level of anything yet. He hasn't had any character development. The the one positive thing I said was in the first episode when he did his kind of like crowd control bombs thing. But like since then, he's been a fuck up. I mean, in the Bad Batch, like season seven of the Clone Wars stuff, it was pretty useful. And um, that's what I was, yeah, that, yeah. That's what I was gonna mention though, because it's such it's such a brutal dichotomy of like what he was then and what he is now. Yeah. The whole squad, like in in the first three episodes of Bad Batch, right? They were this like omnipotent, unkillable squad of like just monsters, right? And now they're getting their asses handed to them. Nothing could slow them down. Wrecker, like, and yeah, that's the other thing that that really pisses me off. Wrecker is literally just like the Hulk mixed with like like uh, Hulkbuster armor. Like he's just he's unstoppable, right? Like he picks up the lat door. He like they get into the crash. He picks up the lat door. He fucking runs through them, bashes them all to pieces. He he, you know he's He's taking shots left and right, taking people out. And then you know in this series he gets thrown into a wall by Fennec Shand and he's out for like two minutes. Yep. Or he you know he he. You said you wanted them to be humbled, Noma. Be well, careful what you I wish wanted, for. I wanted them to be more humiliated, though. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. I wanted them to be more fleshed out and have their feel like there was a sense of urgency there. But, you know, now he's yeah. swinging across a claw and somehow fucking up that jump and, you know, to slamming To be his fair, head. they normally deal with only droids in the Bad Batch. Whereas if we're dealing with the stuff in this, this is mostly humanoids. Yeah, but, I mean, you're telling me, Fen- like, I, I assume New Fennec Shand and Commando droids are, like vaguely similar in tier like obviously fennec shand would be better than them for sure i could see yeah yeah i can see what you're but, saying there 
like a, like a dozen commando droids is probably one Fennec Shand, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, like they they've been they, the Bad Batch has very clearly gone from like almost omnipotent. I wouldn't say I don't want to say Mary Sue's because they're not really Mary Sue's, but like you know that level of power to like standard show protagonists yeah and honestly i'm kind okay with that i i actually like it because mm-hmm. it it adds to like the like you don't really understand what's gonna happen like they can fail a mission now they've done it many times like twice three times now right and mm-hmm. it's like it's you're not gonna be like oh they're always gonna win the, like get the mission done because they haven't and for either moral reasons or whatever the reasons are um there there are other things factors in play rather than just Let's murder droids, right? And let's sure. get this mission done. But the problem is when you show them yeah, as know. being they can complete every mission and you know walk through them with no problem, then to suddenly switch it with this without there being an important plot reason why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a big I mean, you know, I'm I'm critiquing this pretty harshly. Well, because also because, you know, this leads into the it's fact you that you enjoy Ricker, it so much, right? Well, I was gonna say, like, I'm critiquing it so harshly just because like I'm you know, it's still better than I still find this more enjoyable than like uh resistance oh yeah definitely right it's it's you know this doesn't ruin the show for me but it is a glaring flaw it's the same thing with with that ed said right where it's like when you yeah and kind of like what you were saying as well right where it's when you enjoy something this much and you know the the quality for other things yeah it's 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 gonna be more glaring right exactly compared to mandalorian or something but i mean or even Clone Wars Season 7, right? Well, the end of Clone Wars Season 7, at least. Yeah. But yeah, because one other thing that really bugged me, and I knew this was going to happen, and it still bugged me when it happened, is Wrecker has that anime stereotype, where, or it's not really, I think it's a video game stereotype, but you know, it's that if people have seen the meme when it's like the boss when you're fighting him, and it's this horrifically overpowered monster, and then it's the boss when he's on your when he's on your team, and it's just, you know. It's a little creature. It's a joke all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. it's it's they're, they're so much weaker all of a sudden. Because Wrecker's been kind of incredibly incompetent this entire time, right? And then as soon as the chip activates, he turns into like this Terminator-esque death machine. Yeah. Although he doesn't kill anybody. But, you know, still, he, he is immediately competent. He doesn't hit his head with anything. They don't outsmart him, you know. It's, it just becomes this desperate scramble. And it's like, where was this Wrecker? The one thing that I would say the to last that, three episodes. and honestly, I don't know if this is, if this is accurate or not, but the only thing I would say is that that inhibitor chip inhibits all of his... Um, uh, stupidity? <laughs> not stupidity, no, like his, his function to like to think for himself, right? It's mm. like with Order 66, you see like the turn from like the clones who can be joking and have fun and all these other stuff to these like killing machine monsters that will do what they are told no matter mm. what. And so for Order 66, right, the order that he got, the order that it is, is like you, 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 kill, you execute any tra- uh, traitors, right? And his whole mm. team is traitors. And so his new, like, order that he gets is so, um, like, drilled into him. And that's his only focus at all. And that it's like he's focusing strictly on that. Whereas when he's with the Bad Batch, does he really take his order seriously? He's usually like, oh, God, I don't really... I don't really want to do this. Oh, shit. Oh, I hate heights. But, like, you know, like, Wrecker as, like, this brutal monster. Like, those thoughts aren't even there, right? It's just, I need to get this mission done, and I need to kill these people. And I guess that makes sense. That's the only thing it, I can think of. It just, then then it's like, why did you build a soldier to be this weird, right? Yeah. Well, it's mutations, like he, right? They couldn't control it, right? That's These are mutations that just can, happened. But apparently you can with the chip. So, yeah, that's true. The inhibitor chip. Yeah, right. it's just, it, yeah. I mean, it's it's 
I mean, this is, you're right. This is all speculation at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. But it, it's just things that bug me. Right? No, it's, it's just it kind of bugged me too a little bit. But it, to me, it's yeah. just like I can rationalize it to the point where like I can accept it, and it's not that big of a deal. Well, he, but like he he beats up Hunter in this episode. And I was like, wait, yeah. really? He knocks all him. Right. He knocks uh... him out. <laughs> he beats up everybody. He yeah, was about yeah. to murder Omega, and I was like, holy shit! Like, I mean, yeah, it was, I knew that wasn't happen, no, but... but it was like it was it was to the point where like it got really dark, and like fuck, mm. I was afraid of Wrecker. Like he is, <clears throat> he can be a monster. You know, uh, yeah, he just isn't ever. <laughs> I mean, he 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 is like the stuff that he does, but like he's kind of put into the action. Whereas this is more of a focus on him too, right? And it, and the lighting and the like everything adds to that. I mean, Terminator esque thing as well. Yeah, I guess. But I'm just I'm looking at his achievements throughout the the Bad Batch so far. Yeah, I mean, what's he? The the only he thing he's done. Was, I was about to say like the the most badass thing he's done so far was moochie but that's also played off as a joke right that's the, yeah. the problem with it yeah but that's yeah, yeah that's yeah that's the thing is like they have to they have to have that dichotomy of like lightheartedness but also that seriousness but like i think this was like that if you took moochie's fight and all that and put this side by side with it that's like too much of a dichotomy you know what i mean it is. I mean, it's something that I think. I think. Uh, I think it was Ed. I think we we talked about it earlier in the season, where it's just like, I get that he has to be the comic relief character. Does he have to be this dumb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he have to be played off this much as a joke? Because it really does. It you know, it really doesn't make him feel like he's he's a spec force person. No. It makes him feel like he's an idiot with a gun. Yeah. Who's this? Uh, uh, Wrecker. Wrecker. Yeah. 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 Just just how he's played off, right? Because it's you know. You can have that again, and that works sometimes. But I, I would have preferred if he was more like a Quinlan Voss in the Clone Wars style personality, mm. where it's like everything's a joke, right? Yeah, everything's a joke. I don't have to take this seriously because I'm so cool, as opposed to literal meathead. Let's get into another clone but, that we all love, Ed. What yeah. did you think of Rex making a comeback? For Rex, honestly, it was a nice surprise because when you get into the bar and you see that figure there with yeah. what looked like the shawl over their face. I was like, oh, okay, well, it's got to be somebody we know. Last thought was Rex. I thought it, was, oh, yeah. it wasn't going to be Ahsoka because it, it sat on her the head a little too easy. Mm. But as soon as he takes it off, you see the blonde hair, I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. That... I love the fact that he walks around with his armor everywhere. Even yeah. when it's right. Like, this guy, all of a sudden he's in his armor, he's got his helmet on. When he leaves, alright, see you later. Puts his helmet on. It's just like, goddamn. <laughs> this guy's a badass <laughs> over here. That that actually the Rex thing faked me out because I I remembered him as always having the blonde uh, shaved head. He did, and yeah. so you, you see his eyebrows, yeah. and his eyebrows are you know normal and brown. And so I was like, ah, it's not Rex, it's somebody else, it's some other clone. And then it happened, I was like, I've been lied to. Oh wait a minute, I've never really looked <laughs> no, at his eyebrows. Yeah, it's Rex. <laughs> also, I love I I I did just notice in this episode on his helmet the weld mark on his mask that has been there for so long that I'd never noticed. <laughs> and you, you I, found I, out why it was right noma yeah so apparently it's and it kind of makes sense because i never i never noticed until you pointed it out he's always had the the phase one t visor like even now he still has the t visor not the kind of um you know, goggles that the that yeah. the phase two has yeah so it turns out that at some point he basically upgraded to the phase two where they have the kind of stormtrooper grill but he liked the the uh, optics of the T visor so much that he kept it. He just merged the phase two and one armor he together for his phase helmet. two like breather yeah. part to the phase one helmet, which I was like, yeah, that's he why his took... helmet looks so unique. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so yeah, he basically took the best parts of the phase two and the best parts of the phase one and combined them. Yeah, um, sorry, I, I went back and checked, but just through you know Wikipedia. Um, as far as I remember, 
and from what it's what the article said, they don't show it as a visual change until season seven. Oh, okay. And then in season seven, it's got the weld, the marks. weld mark. Yeah, but that's interesting. I don't, I don't think it did afterwards, and Wikipedia never mentioned it. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Rex's comeback and him like guiding the Bad Batch to what they need to do and how they get got to get this done. And the fact that, you know, it's only been a few weeks after, maybe a month or so after Order 66 and everything, and mm-hmm. he he has found them, right? And that's through Rafa and through uh, Trace, that conversation on the ship there. And she's like, Which hey, also... hey I, saw, I found some other clothes yeah. you might be interested in, right? Which is like, now that connection makes sense. That makes sense. The Ahsoka connection with <laughs> them does... and with that, and it, it does make that a little bit better. I still have a question, though, and I, I told this to Dan yesterday where it was where did he get the money for this from yeah no i have no where, idea that that part i don't understand still he might where have been doing side gigs too you never know maybe i mean like the one question that we also don't have is is he still working with ahsoka right now no or i know the answer on his own? Hmm? he's been farming chupas on the oh, black God. he's been getting chupas <laughs> selling them on the black market Ugh. um but yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad Rex is back. And the, the one thing I want to talk about with Rex is at the end of the episode when he's on his comm link. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'll meet you guys at the rendezvous. I'll be like, I'll, I'll see you then, right? Yeah. It's a very In quick conversation. And it's like, who is he talking to? Is it Ahsoka? Because I don't, it might be. It, it might be just because of how close it is with like the Rafa trace scenario and like mm-hmm. him knowing about them through Ahsoka and everything. So that, that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but is Ahsoka part of the Rebel Alliance yet? Because Rex isn't. Yeah. Right. So I don't and, think that's the case. I think maybe Ahsoka and Rex are kind of doing their own thing against the Empire right now because they yeah. don't know about the rebellion yet. Because as soon as I heard him talking on the comms, I was like, "Oh, Rex is already part of the rebellion, right? He's already working with them at this point. All this blah blah blah." And then you pointed out that you know when we find him in Rebels, he's clearly not working with the rebellion. And I was like, "Yeah, that's true." So yeah. maybe so, he's working with Saw because he was there with the Five of Us and Anakin when they were training them how to. Mm-hmm. It could be Saw. That'd be an interesting yeah, comeback. Yeah, because you know we we do see from the first couple of episodes that they're planning to leave, right? Maybe that is get mm-hmm. off planet. And they were doing a rendezvous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I could definitely see that he works with Saw for a while, and that would also explain why no one in the rebellion knew about him except for yeah. Ahsoka. Yeah. So yeah, if the partisans got off the ground before the rebellion even did, I, it kind of makes did. sense. They did. Yeah. Um, because you do get, um, I think they were, they were not a, they were a cell that then joined the rebellion and then realized, no, we want to go further than what you're doing. And then became the partisans. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Cause they were already doing the things that the rebellion were like, yeah, no, we want to distance ourselves from that. Mm. But the rebellion, they couldn't be choosers. Yeah. Right. Mm. So from there, it got to the point where they were doing so much trashy shit. They're just like, okay, yeah, no, we are not the same. You guys are done, and they had to put their foot down and be like, no, you are not us. And they were like, fine, we'll keep doing our stuff. And now they're blowing up stuff. So from the Inferno Squad book, we know this because Gideon has got to deal with one, or mm. one Cell in particular. The whole team did, but he was the guy on the on point for that. Mm. Um, we know about it from just a couple other sources. I mean, the Cavern, We yeah, we get a bit of that from Alphabet and the Cavern Angels, too, because yeah. right? they were a partisan Cell. Yeah. And, you know, to the point where, ironically for her, right? Um, oh, God, what's her name? I can't even remember her name anymore. But she she opted out of them just because it was getting too ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God, what's her name? Cold woman. The one with the hair. Um, yeah, they yeah. all have hair. Ed. I mean, not all. <laughs> yeah, no, I get what you're saying. 
Yeah, um, she was with them for a while. Whatever, whoever the B wing pilot is. <laughs> there you go. I yeah. think I think we had a, a lot of Chaz Nachatic. Uh, yes, Chaz Nachatic. That's it. <laughs> uh, we have we have a lot of good stuff in this episode, and I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the visuals in this episode was were stunning. Oh my god, oh, yeah. the lighting I mean... of going through the the ship, and just like the 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 water effects mm. when when Wrecker well, falls down, man, that shit looked amazing it's really interesting because the color palette is really similar to ord mantel yeah but it's it's the colors that you get off the rusted metal yeah that makes everything look so nice and they have these, right? like it's those go ahead oh well yeah, i was just gonna say it's such it's such rich blues and greens that's what really surprised me right you really get that bright green kind of uh brass copper rust mixed in with uh, all the other stuff yeah and it's really striking because, yeah, the water was like beautiful blue green color. But it was also right? like that, like realistic kind of look yeah, to the yeah. water. Like that's that's brand new to Star Wars animation like that. I don't think that's been done before the way that it looked well, in that. We Yeah. And and we talked about this briefly yesterday, but I'm I'm sure at this point they're using the Disney proprietary stuff, right? They're probably using the movie grade. Uh, oh, right easily. Like this, like the stuff right? they did to the snow for Frozen. Like yeah, I was going to mention, yeah. when, when you see how robust the engine is with stuff like that, yeah, it's mind-blowing, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of, of <laughs> I'd almost call them sneaky, but it's really just smart, I think, tactics that Disney does with, with stuff like that. Like, uh, I don't know if this is still the case, but when I was in college, um, the Disney animation software and stuff, it's, it was actually free to use. Oh, nice. You couldn't do, you couldn't create your own stuff with it. That was illegal, right? Yeah. Like they, they very clearly say you're not allowed to make your own stuff with this, but it was free to practice on because it's Disney proprietary. Yeah. And then you could, they're the only ones who use it. So yeah. if you're good at it, then you're Disney will hire you. Yeah. yeah. That's so it was really smart. Cool. Right? Yeah. But, you know, seeing, seeing how powerful the technology they have is, I mean, you know, you see how much they, they throw into was stuff it like difficult this. Difficult to use? I never actually used it oh, just because okay. yeah, we, you know, we weren't being prepped to launch into Disney. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it looked pretty. It looked pretty, uh, pretty good from what the stuff that we saw about it. Nice. Uh, but yeah, like the the only other thing is you know Disney Pixar that relationship. Uh, so this might be a fact. I don't know if anybody knows this, but how how Pixar was actually releasing movies for a long time. I don't know if they still do it, but they would actually they would release a movie to test a piece of software. Yeah, I remember and hearing about that. developments in the industry. Yeah, yeah. and the, literally they just made the movie to recoup costs for this technology. So, for example, yeah. which could now lead into this bad batch stuff. Finding Nemo, the entire point of that movie was just to test out new water physics and see if they could do a movie where ninety percent of the backgrounds was water. water. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And see if that you could they could make it in such a way where you believe it was always water. That's why you know. I mean, obviously, water's prevalent in that movie, but that's why it's always there. That's cool. And you're seeing different shots of outside and inside, right? So that the water would work. That makes a lot and of sense. And then with, uh, it, like, there, there's a couple other ones that I've heard about where it's obviously frozen with snow. Um, Brave, of all things, was, it was animal fur and... Hair? Uh, hair with water. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Hair with water effects, right? Um, curly hair as well, but, you know, that was something that they'd already kind of had down pat. Hmm. Um, same thing with Moana. Moana was just... I, I, from what I remember hearing, it was that same kind of thing, like water interacting with stuff mm. and how it works on people and things like that. Mm. Um, and, you know, all those kinds of things. Like, again, this is just what I've heard. I don't know about any of the newer movies. Yeah. But, no, it makes you know, sense. It's, a, it's yeah, smart idea. It's a crazy way to work, right? But yeah. it's it's been working. And that's that's why ILM and Pixar and Disney are always on this cutting edge of technology yeah, for oh, definitely. this kind of stuff. 
So, but I, I just want to say, like, rewatch the scene with Wrecker in the water because, mm-hmm. like, I rewatch it. I'm like, holy shit! Like, that looks like it's from like the Mandalorian for a se- like for a split second. Like, you just mm-hmm. if you don't, if you look at the water and like uh, Wrecker's kind of out in your peripheral vision, it's just like it, it looks like it's from a movie. It's so yeah, and, cool. And, yeah, and the most important part is you can tell it's water. Yeah, right? it's you, not you sludge. Really it's believe not- it yeah yeah like there's even sheens on it in certain little places where it looks like oil slick right yeah just oh, this yeah. Build up of gross water so no it's, it's really really good and that's something i do i will you know as much as i was just bashing on on wrecker and uh tech this is that's something that i love i love seeing how much effort they're putting into this because you know I'm, I'm sure this has to do with something we'll talk about in in a upcoming episode but with dave filoni in charge and Disney now seeing that if they put the time and effort into the stuff, people love it. Yeah. You know, it's those things coming together. Mandalorian has a horrifically high budget. It does amazing. It sells like crazy. Everybody loves it. Disney goes, hey, this and season seven both works. Try this with Bad Batch. Hey, everybody loves Bad Batch. I mean, you know, not as much as certain things for me right now. Yeah. But who knows? It hasn't finished yet either, right? Exactly. We're still, we're just about to get to this mid-season finale, or mid-season. Uh, next yeah. episode is episode eight and there's 16 episodes in the season so yeah and i mean some quick predictions for that i mean i think we all know at this point that next episode is going to feature crosshair oh it, it has to yeah it has to we haven't seen him for what like three or four episodes now? yeah yeah so and they've been going through intense death trooper training right because all oh, of them are yeah. going to come through just now do we i hope so do we think that's going <laughs> to take place on Braca? because the Braca scrapper guild was like hey we have some intruders here called the empire I think so. That would be cool. Like if they had a battle in like an old like dilapidated Venator or something, that would be mm-hmm. amazing. See, here's what's going to happen, right? So we're going to get everybody's getting their chips removed. Hunter's just we're going to we're going to get into the shot. Hunter's just got his removed. They're like, "Okay, Tech, you've ran everybody everybody else's. Now we've seen enough and Echo's seen enough where we're going to get yours." Okay, don't mess with my brain or anything like that, because big brain, that's all I have. <laughs> okay, cool. So he's going to be just what on her, and then, boom, Death Trooper Squad's going to come through, and they're going to mm. hear them, and they're going to be trying to hold them off while this is happening, but everything's going to start shaking, and something's going to mess up with tech. She's not going to be able to wake up in time or whatever like that, so they'll have to now carry another down two squad members. Mm. Right? Because we don't, remember, we do not see these, do not, Jesus Christ, we <laughs> do not see these guys throughout any other thing and from that so it means like they will eventually go and disappear mm-hmm. either disappear die whatever it may be but these guys are going to go so if this is the way that they eliminate one of them and then from here they got to figure out what they're doing for the rest of the series is it now oh crosshair come back or is it now we got to take down crosshair because he took down one of mm. the guys right so do we think that something, i don't know do we think that he's going to get his chip removed in this episode if they're fighting on the Venators or anything like that? Crosshair? No, I don't think no, so. Stun, no. put him in. That's, I mean, it, he... they, why? Well, I could see why. I mean, there's obvious they're reasons why the crew would want him back. No, because but... he also has a crew with him. So mm. I don't, unless they kill them all. Or have to hold them off while him. it's happening, right? I No, I think, yeah. I think Crosshair has committed too many war crimes to, to yeah, be yeah, redeemed. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. We were talking about that before. He burned a couple people. And like, oh, <laughs> oh, he didn't do it. He just, he just shot people. He didn't no, burn you, anyone. You don't, yeah, but you don't, you don't order the casual roasting of civilians and then get to be a good guy again, right? Yeah. It's not really. Follow orders, my dude. Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't think he's going to be able to get redeemed. The one thing I'm kind of curious about is I'm curious if Rex is going to come back. 
you know, desperate situation. It looks like they're not going to hold out. Rex comes in he's to save finale. the day. Nah, nah, they, he's a cameo. Yeah. I mean, I'm maybe curious because I could I could see that being a way that they end up joining the partisans, but yeah. Yeah, that maybe that's a season finale thing, like you guys maybe, are saying. Maybe because everybody's making their cameos right now, alluding to this bigger thing happening. Yeah, but I don't think anybody's the, coming back anytime soon. It'll be like you said, it'll be a finale thing where it's mm. just like either they they're limping across the finish line. They they really need this help, and these guys finally just like, hey, what took you guys so long to get here? And they're like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? All the things we went through, gone. Right. <laughs> right? And it's just like, what can we do now? It's Hunter and Omega left. What can we do now? Mm. This is still the priority. There's still yeah. following the self-setup mission or whatever it may be. The, the one other thing I'm curious about with that is uh, something that they point out right at the end, which is, you know, they're on the Jedi cruiser. Mm. And, you know, that could just be a throwaway. Maybe it's just what they're calling the Venators. But it would also be interesting if, you know, that the, it turns out the Venator was someone's ship, right? Mm, yeah. And whose Maybe ship would it have been? Anakin's. Like, right. I don't Obi-Wan's. think it would be Anakin's. No, not Anakin's. Maybe Obi-Wan's. I mean, who knows what happened it's after gonna be, the past. It's going to be Kiati Mundi's. Let's go. Yeah. God. <laughs> but who knows, right? Yeah. Maybe it was one of their ships. They find that Jedi's room. They download some information that helps out with whatever. That sets up the rest of the series. I know there were some tweets that were happening. I, don't, I couldn't find the first set of tweets, but the first set was talking about somebody who worked on it. I think it was lighting or, or something. And uh, they were saying that, you know, season, or the mid-season episode, everything in the, the latter half of uh, season one from episode eight mm. onwards is where everything starts to pick up. Okay. Um, and yeah, then, that makes sense. And then the, uh, the, the newest piece of information that I found, uh, which actually was on May 15th, uh, mm. from the Kiner Music Brother, or Brothers Music Twitter account, which is like Kevin Kiner uh, and his brother that have worked on the uh, the Bad Batch and all the animated series um, music. Mm. Uh, they just said, been, been working on the finale of the Bad Batch. Quick question. Is it normal to be working on a cue so hard you start crying? And <laughs> like that, that makes it seem to me that it's like, it's beautiful soundtrack, but it also mm. means that there's something happening in the episode that is you, also going to be heavily emotional. I mean, going to die. I, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I, know. I would, I would assume baseline. That's like Crosshair's death. Yeah, or like right. they do one, the death one of the four. At this point, though, would you cry every two seconds? War crime. You're gonna be like, yeah, <laughs> it, this. it depends on how it works, right? Like if it's like the easiest thing I can see for like, I, I mean, emotional points, and I'd also do it if I was in charge of the writing for this. Is while Crosshair's dying, the chip isn't in effect anymore. Yeah. It's that oh god, it's the Anakin moment. It's the oh god, like, yeah, exactly. What have I done? Hunter, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do any of this. And Hunter's the one to take him down or, or something. Nah, you know? yeah, yeah. nah. See, I see it as a kind of like, oh, I'm dying? Okay, I can give up this act now. Hey, listen, yeah, this thing still isn't working, but I had to fool them, and I talked to Lana, Lama Sue about it as well, so we just stayed in character the entire nah, time. I mean, I everything you need to know. And I mean, I, I also... All I can give you, because yeah. I can't go any further with this, and they need to know I was killed in action. So here I'd you go, my brother. That take this i think that would work with noma's theory if you had it where like the chip stopped working and then he became con- like a conscious of what his actions has done and he has all this information and then gives that to hunter 
Yeah, but I mean that would be good too. No, yeah, but see, like with with, like, with that with this theory, it's just like no, the chip hasn't been working at all. It makes it hit that much more because know. he's consciously doing all this stuff and suffering with that because that goes back to the the <laughs> image where he goes back it's into been heavily the, shown that it's working. No, 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 no. Listen, you, listen, listen, listen. Okay. He goes back into the barracks and he just sits yeah. there and he just look. He looks at all the things and he sits there and he looks at it and he just kind of takes that breath, right? And he's just like, yeah, it's not working. I know I what I'm know. doing. I know I'm, but I can't get out. You are saying that Sith that, Warrior Light Side, yes. Well, yeah, Sith Warrior Light Side, and you're also turning Crosshair into Big Boss, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> there's a. I did all of this evil for the good of the world. There's a thing that this <laughs> that your theory reminds me of, and it's from that. I don't know if you guys remember the Walking Dead TV series. Ooh, there's a, there's in the third season, uh, heavy the heavy comics. heavy spoilers. Uh, mm. Rick kills Shane because oh yeah yeah um oh yeah because yeah. of that Shane conflict right life, but, okay me? but okay so <laughs> hold on hold on wait, the, wait, wait sorry also slight tangent rick kills shane in the tv show sorry no um yeah, well, uh, carl does i think or okay whatever okay. it is i think it's like no, rick, rick does it rick in does, the TV yeah rick does it in the show yeah. Yeah. Any, anyway the anyway the whole point the whole point of this is during a convention appearance from uh andrew lincoln and uh john bernthal they were mm. talking about or yeah they were talking about that scene and it was never like stated but there was a heavy implication and this is the one of the ways they wanted to make it work in the show was that when shane went up to rick and to like you know kill him and all that stuff his gun wasn't loaded during that encounter so he had no intention of actually killing rick oh he just wanted to die he, no he wanted to push rick to see if he had what it it, took. if what you could do what he took to do it right and then mm -hmm. Rick kills him with with his gun, and I was like, that just changes like a lot of the the character development and dynamic between those two, and it, mm -hmm. it kind of reminds me of this where it's like there's that underlying like I had to do it this way to get you to do the thing you needed to do or like whatever that is with with uh, Hunter and and Crosshair, but mm -hmm. no, yeah, on a tangent yeah. of The Walking Dead, um, no, that's fine. Well, yeah, the comic, did it, the comic did it better. Yeah, oh, <laughs> comics always do it better, guys. I mean, sometimes. not all the time, not all the time, but sometimes. In, yeah, I mean, if we're going to go off on more of a tangent, I've actually been enjoying the Invincible TV show a little bit more in the comics so far. And Ooh. that's where we go to the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do want to watch that, so. Is there any oh, other... Okay. okay, Is there any other points of uh, this episode or anything else that we want to talk about? About... Um, one last thing about Brock, about Brocka. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I didn't realize there was water on the planet. Um, right. So when Buddy gets thrown off in Fallen Order, he, he gets stabbed first and then he gets tossed, right? Who is mm -hmm. this? Uh, uh, your friend. Ralph, I think his name is. Yeah, Prowl. Heavy spoilers for the Jedi Fallen Order game. Oh yeah, for the first That's hour. The beginning. <laughs> if you've on. not played it, guys, come on. That's true. Any, any you have twenty minute gameplay trailer you've seen ends with that scene. Yeah. So. Anywho, are you are you confused why this character who shows up in the beginning is never seen again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Find out why now. Yeah, but he yeah, gets so, tossed out into the water. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I was like, you know, he's gonna make some solid impact. Solid. He still hit the water really hard, but it's just like, hey, yeah, yeah, water broke it. I'm sure that creature <laughs> really enjoyed eating him. Oh yeah. Probably. Oh, that's a good point. It's uh, fine. He's a he's a sequel alien. It would, doesn't matter as much. Would Calcasus be on this planet right now while the clones are here? I don't no. think so. He's too young. Are you Remember, sure? He, ran, he was around for like 
few years before he landed on like five five the, years something like that yeah like yeah like this is this is post kid like he's still the kid that he was yeah 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 yeah, right? yeah that's remember, right that's he, right he got he jettisoned off the the in the escape pod yes yeah and he's wherever man that, that chase scene was now. great oh actually isn't he above braca during the flashback it, it might be it might be his master's ship I think he's. I'm pretty sure he's above Braco. Well, so we don't see the, Vene the that Venator go down, right? It just explodes in atmosphere. Okay, yeah. Um, so if that was the case, it would not have been in one piece because it, it was like mostly in one piece that yeah. Venator they went to. Um, let me look that up real quick because I, yeah. I I'm pretty sure Jaro uh, mentioned Jaro Paul. Yeah, I'm pretty sure someone mentions they're above Braca. Yeah. Well, while you're looking that up, uh, Ed, is there any last points you want to make? I'm good. You're good? I'm just looking There's forward to the next one. Small thing, I love the little lizard thing they were bringing back for Sid. It's like a little, it reminded me of an armadillo. And um, I don't know, it's just kind of cute, space armadillo. Um, and the Bracca Scrapper mm. Guild uh, guys, they look pretty cool too. I, I really like their outfits, and uh, I'm excited to see what trouble they bring to the, the Bad Batch. Hmm. Uh, so I figured I did find it, and yeah. So he, following their successful mission on the planet Braca, they are going to leave for Mygido, and then it explodes. Yeah, yeah. So that would because, mean that uh, the, the escape pod probably hit Braca, and that's where he's at. So he, yeah, you're right. He could actually be on Braca right at the time of that episode. And he starts as a young kid rather than. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. Did yeah. he go somewhere else and then come back to Braca, or was he always on Braca and I can't just got see him up? going somewhere else? He's probably part. He's probably in the guild or something right now, mm -hmm. or he'll be one of the guild people chasing him down. He's gonna take the helmet off, and we'll see like a young Cal. Yeah, I think see clones yeah. that aren't going nuts, so and just be like, go. Do I want to see that with the Caden thing? Day. I don't know. I'm so conflicted. It I'd, I'd like to see him as a cameo, and that's it. I or don't like really in the background, walking by yeah, or something, yeah. you know, with with that he other could, guy, the his yeah. friend, just, just a call yeah. up, basically. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's still there by the time we start the game, and that's been mm -hmm. like what, how many years, right? It's been yeah, about yeah. five years, I would say. I I don't want to see him interact with the Bad Batch. That's no. the main thing. No, yeah, he's, he's still... just in the background, just doing something else, and yeah, like you yeah. know, doing his thing. Even still if he wants to interact with them, is exactly right. He it would be that like sort of really cagey or really aggressive out of nowhere and they'd be like hey we're not here to fight you or no 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 or just freaking out and then then prof comes and gets him and he's like hey we gotta go this way okay yeah yeah and he's even, like even side-eyeing them as he walks away yeah, I mean, yeah exactly yeah. even if it's just that even if it's just prof doing like cow we need to get out of here mm. i think that'd or be like fun. You know, cow this way or something like that right that's that's the most i'd want to see all right well, let's end this podcast and jump into the outro. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Welcome to the outro. Thank you for listening to our episode of The Bad Batch, covering episode seven, Battle Scars. Next episode is the mid-season so it's bound to be a good episode to start off the craziness that is the latter half of the uh, season one of Bad Batch. Ed, would you like to let the listeners know how they can contact us if they want to let us know what they thought of this episode or what might happen in the future or if they found Absolutely. anything else we didn't? Absolutely. So you can reach us with any of those thoughts or what your opinions are by email. That's voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. If you are a social media buff and you love social media and you're always on Twitter, you're always on Instagram, 
we're on there too. Uh, find us at Voice Force Pod. If you retweet or repost anything we have on there, it does help with growing the listener base, and it is very much appreciated. If you need to hear any of that again, you can find us at our website. That is voiceoftheforce.com. We've got past episodes on there. We've got merchandise on there. We've got just things to look at, really. And then if you have anything that you, you're like, oh, I wonder if they talked about this, you'll probably find an episode some past. We've got like, what is it now, Dan? 70-something? We're coming up on 70. There you go, right? So there's a ton to look at on the website. So do check that out. For some reason, when you said that, I was like, my first thought was, ah, we're approaching Creamy Sheaves' age. Yep. Next episode, actually, is episode 70. <laughs> right. And finally, listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. If you do leave a review, hopefully five stars, and a comment, it does help us with visibility. So if you're ever searching or telling somebody to search for that podcast, it won't be all the way, like, somewhere in the nether it'll be somewhere relatively easy to find because and then if you tell them and yourselves to follow or subscribe for free anytime we release an episode anytime it gets uploaded to the web anytime something new comes out from us you are going to get notified of it whatever platform you're using i use spotify and i see the new updates there all the time and it's great so that's something you should definitely take a look at doing but until next time Good soldiers, follow orders. Ah!